Hi, my name is Jamie Lynch, and you are listening to Eating Habits, my podcast about everything restaurants. I will explore the human element of the hospitality business, and I'll talk to the who's who in restaurants, explore their stories, and hear what's on their minds in the ever-changing landscape of the food and beverage industry. Hey guys, my name is Rolando Pagan. I'm the executive chef of Wild Common and Cannon Green, and you're listening to Eating Habits. Awesome. Thank you, chef. Good. And you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you for having me. No, you. We're here in, uh, in your restaurant, Wild Common. This is a beautiful space. How long have you guys been here? Uh, so the whole building, I think we've been here for about 10 years. Wild Common uh, itself, we opened about three and a half years ago. Okay. Yeah. And you've been the executive chef since it opened? This whole time, yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. Give me, a li- give me a little history. Where did you come from? How did you get into cooking? How yeah. you ended up here in the States and all that good stuff? Yeah. So I'm originally from Puerto Rico. I'm from a town called Luquillo. It's on the east side. It's a small beach town. So I, uh, you know, my first job, I was a boss boy at a restaurant. It was a country club. And I was pretty bad at it, you know. I was like 17 years old, just nasty attitude, you know, when you're, when you're a kid. I fully, uh, I barely I, remember yeah. that. <laughs> but I always, yeah. uh, I was always, I was in love with food, you know. Me and my uncle used to watch Great Chefs of the World. I mean, that was something that we watched religiously. Who was you your know? favorite chef? Who was your favorite episode? Uh, you know, because I, I used to watch that too, and so, I know yeah. I know specifically who my guy so, is. So there is, uh, you know, there is a guy that, and I actually tried to replicate this dish, uh, and I just failed miserably a couple times. You know, as a young cook, uh, but it was, I can remember his name. It was a chef in Chile, and he had a uh, lentil stew, and then he would take a lamb loin and roast the lamb loin in the bone, take it out, slice it, and kind of lay it like fan it on top of the lentils. You know, yeah. like yeah. yeah. 80s, 90s Oh, yeah, style. totally. So, I love that style uh, of food, yeah, man. <laughs> with the little, you know, lamb jus, and, and then he put the old, good old rosemary on top. Yeah. And I was like, dude, this guy is just a genius. He's a Chilean chef. He's a Chilean. You I don't see his a name. lot of... No, no. It was... It was um, is, he a pop- is he a popular chef? Is he well-known or... No, he was not. He was yeah. not well-known. And, you know, I... I don't know. That was like, uh, that dish always stay in my head yeah. for some reason. Cause, like, maybe because I love lentils. Yeah. Maybe that's why, mm-hmm. but... Uh, Jean-Louis Paladin was my, oh, that was, I, oh. when I saw him cook, I was like, holy shit, I yeah. want to be a chef. Like that guy's a badass. So, you know, like the French dude in, yes. in DC, yes. you know, cooking sweet breads yeah. and shit. Then I was like, what is that? Yeah. So he, um, <laughs> I worked so, you know, flash forward. So I was, I was in Puerto Rico and then, um, you know, I, I love food. So I started working in the kitchen and then, you know, I wanted to do better. So I moved to Miami, you know, it was, it was probably one of the most difficult things I've done in my life because I moved by myself. I, I, I understood the language, but I didn't, I was not like fluent. Okay. So you took um, like, you took English in school or whatever and like, yeah, under- it, it, yeah. I mean, you, you understand, you know, mostly for movie movies okay. and stuff like that. Okay. You know, my, and my mom, she, she speaks English. Like she okay. worked for the government and she would be like in communication with the government here and they kind of like, you know. Did not, nothing, nothing major. She was yeah. just worked for the water company. It's not like she was yeah. like, you know. Sure. She was just, uh, so, so I moved to Miami, uh, and then I went to Johnson & Wales, and then I started working over there in restaurants. And uh, one, of, one of the restaurants that I worked was called Biscaya Grill. It was in the Ritz-Carlton Coconut Grove. Mm-hmm. 
And I went there for three years, and that's when I met this guy. His name was Patrick, French guy. He was front of the house, but he was a chef or a cook, and then he took some time off. And he introduced me to Jean-Louis Paladin, so I bought his book, and he worked for him. Oh, wow. And that's how I, I got to know about Jean-Louis Paladin. I, cool. I bought his book. He told me the whole story when they were doing the book uh, that Jean-Louis started taking, you know, cooking, and this photographer was taking pictures, and then he died. Jean-Louis Paladin died. Yeah. And they realized there was no recipes. Because so <laughs> everything was off exactly. the cuff. Exactly. So then yeah, yeah. His, uh, his chefs, uh, like his all-time chef, kind of start making the recipes. Yeah, and stuff piecing like it together. Like, uh, this is exactly. probably what we would have done. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But yeah, and, and that's how, you know, talking about Jean-Louis Pardon, yeah. that was the story. But, uh, you know, one of the main reasons I wanted to be a chef, number one, I, I thought it was really cool. You know, I was never good at, at school. You know, I was never good with, like... I hated reading. I hated all that stuff. What I wanted to do is like working with my hands. And then working at this restaurant in Puerto Rico, uh, the chef's name was uh, Jeremy Cruz. He was like, you know, a hot chef. Like, you know, I think he was a captain of the culinary team at the time. And I remember all the girls like, were like, oh my God, yeah. Jeremy. I'm like, dude, I want to be like this dude. Like, yeah. oh my God. You know, I, want, I want all the girls. <laughs> uh, and, and that was my main reason, to be yeah. quite honest. Uh, and then, yeah, I moved to Miami, and I was there for about six years, five or six years. And then from Miami, I moved to the West Coast. I moved to San Francisco. I spent 13, 14 years there. What prompted that move? Like, what, why go from, you know, Miami? I, I feel like Miami, I can see that being a good gateway, right? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people from you know, the Caribbean there. It's like the whole vibe down there is like beachy. Yeah. I can see you kind of fitting in into that vibe. What made you think about heading to the other side? Yeah. So the, you know, there was a couple of reasons. The first one, you know, I always love wine. I always love, you know, wine and food. I, I, mm-hmm. I always, it's one of those things that growing up, you know, my parent, my family was not, you know, we were not rich. We were not poor but you know yeah. um, I, my mom struggled you know my stepdad mm-hmm. um, they struggle and you know wine was not a thing but I always wine was the thing that I was like wow this is really cool for me it was amazing and the first time I I did like a tasting menu when I was in Miami and they pair wine and food it, it was just like like a light bulb yeah like it just went up in my head uh, and I was like this this is just incredible you know and I wanted to learn more about that craft because mm-hmm. I think you know making wine is like it's amazing you know it's not yeah. like you have you know steak and you put sauce and you make this you know you gotta yeah like, it's, it's it's alchemy it, it, it it's is, like some know? weird medieval stuff going on in oh there, yeah you, and, know? you know even you know you talk to a lot of winemakers and you're like ah, fuck is wrong with this person you know what i mean yeah, but it's yeah. like they're just you know it's just like it's crazy so you know i, I remember i had a four-day weekend and i just went to san francisco mm-hmm and I walked the whole city, and I just fell in love with the city, and just made that decision. And you know, uh, okay, I need I need to know what because yeah. because mm-hmm. I feel our trajectories are similar. So when I was yeah. when I was a culinary student, I did my first internship in San Francisco. Okay, for Michael Mina. Oh, for Mina. Okay, at, at Aqua. Aqua. Wow. And I remember I'd never been to the West Coast at all. I'd never okay. been over there, and my the executive chef of the school hooked me up with the internship. He, okay. he kind of took me under his wing. He saw me as being kind of like a badass. I was like, all right, I'm going to put you in a good spot. And so he hooked me up with Mina. I'd never met him. I didn't know anything about him. Yeah. I just was like, my chef tells me to go here. I'm going to go there. So I get off the plane, take the, the bus into the city with my pack. Yes. They drop me off in the tenderloin. 
Oh, right? nice. And they're like, okay, here you are. No place to stay. Yeah. No, like I had, I think I had a couple thousand dollars like saved okay. up to like figure it out. And, um, and I looked up the hill. Like the, I was like, what have I done? Mm -hmm. Where am I? Yeah. So what about San Fran drew you? Like you walked the city. Like, how'd you do that? Yeah. I, like, you know, I, it was, like, it was one of those rare, uh, you know, those rare weekends that it was not cold. It was yeah. like perfect high sixties, low 70, which doesn't happen. It's always cold. Yeah. And it was, it was just perfect. I mean, we, we walk. It was me and my wife at the time. We were, we, you know, we started dating, mm -hmm. and it was like, I mean, it was, it was magical to yeah. be honest. Like she's from Miami, born and raised in Miami, so all she knew was Miami. Right. All I knew was Puerto Rico, Miami. So it was like a different culture. Yeah. You know, we walked Chinatown. I'm like, what is this place? Like I want to be. Can here. you put your finger on like something that 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 stuck out as being a magical new place? Because I know that feeling. Yeah. I remember. I remember. I have some thoughts about it too, but I'm curious what. Yeah. Uh, like you know, what, it what was really to me like what I thought it was amazing. It was how different every neighborhood was. Mm -hmm. You know, unfortunately, I feel like that is and they're close. Yes, they're like, oh, it, they're it's just like, like you know, one block is, is Chinatown, and yeah. then you cross the street and you're in Little Italy. And, yeah, you know I mean, in North Beach, mm -hmm. and you know, you go to Mission, and it's completely different. And I thought, I, I was like, wow, this is really, really cool. And to me, that was, you know, I, I was done I yeah want, i want to be here i want to live here for the rest of my life which i thought it was but then yeah things change a city change you know it was not the same so after a couple of years so but so did you so you moved did you move to to san fran is that where you guys lived yeah okay yeah yeah we lived uh when we first moved we moved to uh hay street okay upper hay, oh yeah upper hay, which is really cool so we moved I ate there. mushrooms there one oh, time that yeah. was horrifying i, I yeah <laughs> A lot of weird hippies and oh, stuff yeah. going on. I was like, oh, whoa, yeah. I was like, that was a mind-bending experience. Yeah, when we, the first weekend we got there, it was uh, the uh, Hay Street Fair. Yeah. And we're walking around, everybody's just smoking weed. Yeah. And, and giving weed to people. <laughs> and I was like, man, these people are crazy. Those are cops walking by. I'm like, everybody's going to get arrested here. Because I didn't know, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was a good city too. Like, I have a story for you. Yeah. And I haven't told this story like oh. publicly much. Oh man, should we get your lawyer here? Or no, no, I, I think no. it's okay. okay it's okay. Good, I good. think the statute of limitations okay, is cool. way, <laughs> way gone. We, I was off for the Hay Street Fair when I worked at Fermina okay. at Aqua. So me and my my best friend, still my best friend today, we ate a bunch of mushrooms and we went to the Hay Street Fair, and I was losing my mind. Like, yeah. wow, this place is crazy. And walking down the street is the sous chef with like two of like the senior line oh, cooks nice. like hanging out and they notice us and come over and they're like, Hey guys, what's going on? I was like, started freaking out. I'm like, Oh my God, my boss knows <laughs> like I'm losing it over here. And I was like, you know, I was like, I think I was 20, 21 years old or yeah. something. You know, I was just like a kid and uh, I started freaking. It was like, Damn. what year was this? God, that had to have been 90, 98, maybe 90, yeah. 1998 or something. Damn. I don't know. A long time ago. Yeah. Anyways. Go on. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, please. You're, you're good. Uh, but yeah, you know, and then, um, so that's, that's what basically draws to San Francisco. Yeah. So how was, how was your experience cooking there? Oh, it was, you know, it was amazing. I, uh, you know, we, I moved there and I've never been afraid of work. So I had no, no job, yep. I had nothing set up. You know, people always, I, I do that a lot. I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I'll do whatever I need to get done, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so it's not, I was not very concerned. And then I got a stage for Gary Denko. So then I started working for Gary. Uh, when, when was that? What year, what year were you there? 
five. Either 04, 05. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Gary's like, at that point, he is well established. Yes. He's kind of oh, like yeah. the, the godfather of San Francisco. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, I mean, we, yeah. will, we will go out and, <laughs> you know, we'll go out and eat. And it, it's something, honestly, that I, I feel like we don't do as much as before. Like, industry people will come to a restaurant. You take care of them. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this, is, this is people that they share your same passion. You know what they go through. You know how difficult it is. You know how, you know, people, some people don't appreciate what you do. So we will take care of them. So that was over there. You know, we go to a restaurant. And they will say, this is Gary's boys, you know, and mm-hmm. then that was it. Like food started coming in, drinks started coming in and, mm-hmm. and, you know, it was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, it's something that I never experienced before. So, right. um, but I worked for him for about three years, maybe a little over three years, but it was, uh, it was an amazing experience. What was your, what, what positions did you hold? Uh, so when I, I started working there, uh, I was fish entrepreneur. And then I was the fish guy after I was mm-hmm. the chef de partie. I took care of all the fish station, mm-hmm. um, which was really cool because every chef de partie, like, you order your own stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, you know, I, you don't screw up your order. You, nope. you know how it goes. <laughs> oh, don't. yeah. I remember one time I, I mean, I've, wow, this is, what, 18, 17 years yeah. ago? Yeah. I forgot to order or I-86 Bronzino. And I mean, <laughs> like calling calling Basler, he was kind of Gary's uh, chef de cuisine. He was a really good friend. He passed a year ago, fortunately. Really amazing person. Uh, he was like, I mean, I made this guy so angry. He was, yeah. I mean, yelling at me, and I was like, I want to just die right now. Like, please God, just take me right now. Yes. Uh, and that was the last time I ran out of fish. Yeah. You know? But yeah, it was it was a really awesome experience. That's great. Yeah, I feel like those those um, intense, like formative experiences as a, as a young cook. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that they exist the way they did for our generation. Mm-hmm. For kind of the new guys, I, I don't know. Yeah. What's your What's your kind of kitchen ethos here? What's your style in the kitchen? I mean, you don't seem to be like a raging lunatic to me. You seem pretty pretty chill and pretty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure some people are going to listen to this and they're going to disagree with you. Uh, uh, you know, I, like you said, growing up in, in, in the industry, I started growing up in the industry in, in 97, you know, late 90s. Uh, so that was, that was the thing. That's still how you manage people. You know, I have chefs when I was in, in Miami. That's how they manage. It was, uh, you know, it was yelling. And the, I thought that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up in that, that's how I, learned. I thought that's how you do it. That's how I learned. I feel like that was the, the best way that I would learn, mm-hmm. you know. So for me, I was like, okay, this is the only way to teach somebody. This is how you do it in the industry because you hear all the stories and all that thing, you know. And it was maybe up to a couple of years ago that I started realizing that there's all the better ways, you know. I married a psychologist, so... That's helpful. So, so it's nice. Very helpful. It saves you a lot on those, uh, yes. those um, therapy I, bills. Yeah, I did. Uh, you know, I took therapy for many years myself. You know, it's something that I'm, I'm glad that people are more open about mental health because I feel like in the past, you know, mental health was, was a taboo, you know, mm-hmm. especially in, in different culture. In my culture, Hispanic, mm-hmm. you know, you're like the the man, you know, you're like, you're yeah. a man and you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to just swallow your, your, your pains, your thoughts, your emotions, and then, you know, 
and that's it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the way I, I, I run my kitchen, this is my family, you know. I I'll, I think they know when I say I do anything for them, they would do the same for me. I, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I care about them. Um, I always say when you're in these four walls, you're, my job is not only to teach you, it's to keep you safe. Yeah. For you to be here and don't think about the world. I mean, let's be honest, like the world outside is, is your shit. You know? Yeah. You, you, I, you, I keep getting notifications about stuff and, and, and it's all negative, you know, and, yep. and that's, you open your eyes, it's negative. Middle of the day negativity, you know, and it's like, so my job here is just to make sure they're having a good time and, yeah. you know, and, and, and we, we do have a good time, so. Good. So, Gary Danko, three years, is, it, is that when you moved to, to Charleston after, no, or did you stay? Did you stay? No, I, I stayed there for uh, 13, 14 years. Okay, so, so you were there for a while yeah, out there. Yeah, I was there yeah. for a while. So uh, after Gary, I helped out with a friend, open a restaurant. Uh, and then I was a chef de cuisine at, at Silks, mm-hmm. on the Mandarin Oriental yeah. Hotel. Uh, and then from there, I was the executive chef at Ame. Ame mm-hmm. was owned by Hirosone. Yep. Uh, so I was there for about two, three years. And then I had this really cool opportunity to help store Brioza open stable provisions. Like, cool. He was a good friend. And yeah. you know, I was like, this is going to be, I need a break. And I just want, you know, I told him I, I just want to cook. I remember the conversation. Yeah. So I was like, I just want to cook. Just want to help with this, um, and he's like, "Dude, I can't afford you." I'm like, "I, I just want to cook. Yeah. Like, I need a break." I was honestly, I was kind of burnt out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was working too much. At that time, I was feeling ill. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. You gotcha. Know? This is like 2009. Uh, I was feeling sick, so I feel like I was like I was burnt out. But but you know, eventually I I got to know that it was you know it's just I have an MS. You mm-hmm. know. Uh, but I work for Stewart. I we opened Stewart Provision, and that's. That was the most fun I ever had. Yeah. You know, it was it was fun to kick back. You and, weren't responsible you know. for everything. You just got to do your thing. You got to cook. Exactly, and you yeah. got to, like, do the thing that you love. Yeah. I just cook. I was super happy. I mean, I remember, uh, you know, people coming in. You know, I remember uh, Chris Casa from Metalwood. He came in because the kitchen. I've never been to Stabury. Kitchen's in the front. Yeah. He opened the door, and he's like, dude, what, you, what, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, I, I'm just having a good time. Yeah. You know? uh, so I was there for about eight months. You know, nice. uh, I just wanted to help with the opening, um, and then I pretty much burned all my savings because yeah. it's so so expensive over there. Right. Uh, and then from there, I joined Spruce. I was there for a couple of years, which is really cool. You know, the, the whole restaurant group, Bacchus Management Group, amazing group. Um, you know, I learned a lot. Mark Sullivan. I mean, I worked with some amazing people there. And then from there, I was at Aziza for a little bit uh, with Murad, and then I went. I took over at the Village Pub, which was, uh, yeah. you know, the same uh, people from Bacchus. And yep. then from there, I moved here to the East gotcha. Coast. Gotcha. And, and the Village Pub, that's a, that's a Michelin restaurant, right? Yeah. So yeah. how much of the, the cooking that you're doing now, your style, yes. your approach to food, is directly related to kind of that time in San Fran, that kind of... I'll say a lot. Yeah. You know, a lot. I'll, uh, I like, you know, I don't, I don't, your cooking change with how, you know, with age, mm-hmm. I believe, you know. Maturity and experience exactly. yeah, and all that 100%. kind of stuff. So, you know, right now, like, I, I, I love Asian food, mm-hmm. so I, I do a lot of Asian ingredients. In here, you know, we have some Southern stuff, and I feel like, you know, it pairs really well. Uh, you know, that's my, my executive sushi at SAC. He's been with me since day one. Um, 
<clears throat> and you know he puts the southern flair and then we'll, we'll kind of mix stuff um which he, he works really well and, and and it's fun you know yeah a lot of times it kind of it makes you work harder you know mm-hmm. what i mean just yeah. to make something work and work together so that's you know that's what it comes. how what is your guys approach to like so let's talk about the food a bit yep just tasting menu only yes here you you like that style, obviously. I do. Yes. You've, you've been do. kind of in that that wheelhouse yes, for a while. For a while. How do you guys approach a menu? What like from in your head? What does a proper menu look like? Yeah. For a tasting, like what ingredients does it need to have? Um, what uh, structure does it need to have? No, absolutely. So, you know, I like I like to start. I, I don't know if this is gonna make sense with you, but yeah. with a bang, but but kind of like not so hardcore you yeah. know what i mean like like you've seen the snacks that we have here you know it's like packed with flavor mm-hmm. so you are kind of like in your mind you're like oh this is going to be a good time just mm-hmm. gonna get a good meal you know and then one of the things you know and and i'm sure you had experienced this when you go to tasting menu restaurants once it's going through the entree like it's it's kind of like fall off a little mm-hmm. bit you know so I, I we try to keep it still engaging still like something different you know i always say the wow factor let's just have a wow factor you know yeah and then dessert um which i'm not a pastry chef but i like you know something that i deny for many years like i don't like doing pastry yeah, yeah. I, I really do like doing pastry <laughs> so um and I feel like, you know, working there, we don't have pastry chefs, so, you know, I work together with the guys. And then a lot of times they're like, oh, I want to do this. You know, what do you think if we do this, this, and that? And in my head, I'm like, yes, fuck you. <laughs> it's a lot of work, but then I just end up doing it, you know. I mean? Right. Uh, but sorry. You're like, I, no, you're good. Uh, uh, thank you for yeah. that. It makes me feel comfortable. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I think I have two desserts in my wheelhouse like okay. two I've got two in my toolbox and I can okay. pull out anytime and be like and you know so I was on Top Chef yeah. and so my biggest fear being on that show was that I was going to have a dessert challenge right because okay. I have zero skills in, yeah. in pastry and so I tried to learn these like two desserts so I could be like if I, if I get stuck in a pinch I could pull them yeah. out but uh, you know desserts it's super fun if you have the time to do it yes right time. Like, time. so yep. I'm like one of these focused you know like i i want to get things done i want to go 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 and pastry is a little more methodical and yeah time consuming so that never really yeah time fit is for yeah me. time is that's very important yeah and patience so see i have no yeah, patience which is very yeah. are you struggle with patience oh yeah yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. so you start off with like big big bites kind of get everybody kind of focused on yeah. on, on the meal yeah. and then what does the progression look like to you uh, and then how many know, course how many courses are so right now yeah right now I should start with that right now so we have three snacks uh, and then we have after that uh, we have first course entree and then dessert uh, so it's like so f- it's four courses but you're getting seven like seven, seven dishes yeah exactly yeah. you know if if and because it's only four courses I straight up give you a seafood mm-hmm. you know if it was a little longer I'll probably do vegetables I mm-hmm. love vegetables yeah so I'll probably do vegetables, but, you know, I, I also want people to feel, you know, I don't want to have the first course be a vegetable because then people will be like, this is, you know, too expensive. I don't want you to go home and be hungry. Right. Uh, I want you to go home 
like feeling that you you ate good you know mm-hmm. not not that you're not over full you know I, I hate that feeling you go home you're like oh my god like, yeah I can't. you know tomorrow's gonna sucks for me yeah it's not pretty so. right yeah so so four courses always a fish yeah always a fish do you um, always do a protein do you always do a meat course yeah, we always do meat uh or right now in the summer we're doing fish mm-hmm. this is so hot so, so fish, fish is your is your is your main course exactly so gotcha. right now we have a lot of seafood on the menu so mm-hmm. first course is is a scallop the entrees it's a fish mm-hmm. and then you know in the winter we might change it have you know a, a, a duck or in the fall yeah duck or you know we have poultry in the past if it's like a really cooked you know, really badass presentation or mm-hmm. really badass, like, you know, dish, not just like a chicken breast. I think that's too easy for, right. for a tasty menu. You know, people sure. won't expect more. Than Unless that. you can nail it. Exactly. Unless it's the perfect. Yeah. You know, I mean, chicken, I got, I got thrown off perfect. a Top Chef twice yeah. for cooking chicken. So I'm that's like, so. I'm thinking I might not even cook chicken anymore yeah, in yeah. my restaurant. I might just give it up altogether. Yeah. I, I, which, <laughs> which, which season were you on? So I was on 14. So okay. I was on, the first season was the Charleston season. Okay. And then I was on All Stars, which was uh, 16 or 17 okay. or something like that. Cool. Like a couple, couple years ago. Okay. Years ago. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not. You, I don't watch Top Chef. I mean, I never did either. I never, <laughs> yeah. I never did either. Um, I actually didn't want to do yeah. it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Would you ever? Would you ever do something so like that? I have a funny story. Yeah. So we were opening a restaurant in San Francisco. I told you it was something yeah. in front of mine, and they hire uh, this restaurant group. They hire it was it was a group that they were kind of like help with the opening, you know, like a management yeah. group and like the, a task force kind of yes, thing. Yes, yeah. and the CEO he had really good connections with Top Chef, uh, and he knew the director of casting i think it was mm-hmm. and he asked my buddies like hey do you you should do this it was it was top chef in chicago okay you should do this and he's like well we're opening a restaurant i can't just do that you know and he said you know how about orlando and i was like no <laughs> like i i don't i don't do well in this stuff yeah yeah like i don't i don't like that i don't like you know once there's uh like i get really nervous i deal mm-hmm. with anxiety and all that stuff oh and, yeah um, I'm, I think I'm doing good too. I've been drinking since nine in the morning for this today. So, <laughs> uh, so that's the, so that's yeah, the, that's the that's, medicine. Yeah, for exactly. it. Um, so, you know, I said, no, I don't want to do this. And then like two days after that, I received a phone call and this is lady. She's like, I'm so-and-so I'm the casting director for top chef. You're Chicago. like, what happened? Why do you want to do it? And I was like, I don't want to. Yeah. Do how did you get my that? number? Yeah, exactly. so Where did you come from? I don't want to do this. I don't want to yeah. do it. Like it's not, it's just not for me. You know, yeah. it's not for me. We did, um, Remember one time we did this. Uh, it was for food and wine uh, in San Francisco. We did uh, kind of like a like an Iron Chef kind of thing. Yeah. I I was so nervous. Like I, I can't. You know. I I was I was really nervous. Like yeah. I don't know. I just get my anxiety level goes yeah. really through the roof. You know. Once if we're in here, we're in the kitchen. I feel I feel more comfortable. But once you take me out, I you know I'm I'm that. When I do stage, it's pretty bad. Yeah, like I you don't, get super nervous when you're yeah, really on the stage. Yeah, I don't want to touch anything. Yeah. I don't want to screw anything up. You yeah. know, I, I stand in a corner like, hey, you know, <laughs> I'll pick this up. You know, that's 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 uh, funny. I um I remember the the first time I was in the Top Chef kitchen, I was shaking so bad, like I was freaking out. Yeah, and I'm not like I don't get nervous, and my anxiety is very like chefy, like you know, it's it's like before service, you know, I get like yeah. butterflies in my stomach and I get all like amped up and excited. But I remember that experience. I was like, I was terrified, like legitimately, just like, oh my god, I'm what about to make a total ass yeah. out of myself. 
in front of the entire country. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like, there's no coming back from this. No. Yeah. But then you just succumb to it eventually. You're like, all right, I, I can't, yeah. I can't live this way. So I gotta just do my thing. That's funny. That kind of like anxiety and stress and stuff that you feel, do you have like some empathy for, for people that come stage for you? Like, has that changed some of I do, your yes. approach to yeah. hiring and training 100%. and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, hundred percent. I do. Um, I feel, you know, and all this, I, you know, it's, it's like one of those things that I always say the best and the worst thing ever happened to me is having a mess, you know, mm-hmm. the, the worst of course is it, it's fucking sucks. It sucks a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it affects people differently. Um, you know, affects me, my vision, you know, my, my legs get tingly. Um, I forget a lot of things and it's part of it. You know, if I don't write it down, I, I, I it's gone. So I have a lot of notes on my phone. I have yeah. a lot of notes in my, in my notebooks. You know, and that's the worst. But the good thing was, you know, I, I, I'll say I hit rock bottom. It was a different rock bottom. You know, it's not like when you're an alcoholic or, or you know, drug addict. It was a, a rock bottom, you know, like mentally. You mm-hmm. know, I, I deal with anxiety. It's it just something that just started to happen. It never happened before. I remember. When, when did you, I, when did that start I for exactly you? Exactly. Remember, you know, we, I was, before moving to San Francisco, it was like, three or four days before we went, I went to Puerto Rico and I was talking, you know, I was hanging out with my family. Um, I was, I was really nervous because I was going to meet my dad for the first time. I was going to talk to him in about 14 years, 16 years. We're trying to get, you know, our relationship back and on track. So, so that anxiety was there and I was like, wow, this is new to me. But then after when I flew from Puerto Rico to Miami, I had this thing that I never felt before it was in the plane and I was having a lot of anxiety I was like I'm about to lose my shit right now like what was happening like were you like getting yeah I was like, like I needed to get out you know yeah. I was in the plane and I was that like guy panic like, mode I was, kind of yeah, thing exactly, yeah exactly but I was sitting but at the same time I was like I feel like if I open this door I can just jump and <laughs> land on something <laughs> soft and I'll be fine you know what I mean like yeah yeah your head is in you know all this stuff and then wow. and then that stayed in my head for years for a lot of for a long time you know uh, I remember driving because we drove from Miami to San Francisco. I remember driving and thinking like I'm going crazy, like I'm going crazy. This, this is, this is not okay. Yeah. And all I did was like, good old Latino man, just, just, yeah. fucking push it down, mm-hmm. you know, push it down, push it down. And you know, it was not. It was maybe like three or four years after that that I just kind of had like a breakdown, you know. And I remember going to work like. I was like, I don't want to work. I don't want to work. And I was like, I don't want to go to work. And my brain was all foggy and everything until service. You know, mm-hmm. once service hits, I was like, this is it. I'm, I'm, right. I'm happy. This is my happy mode. Yeah. You know, I forget about the world. I forget about everything. So, you know, I finally started taking therapy. And I was, I was pretty lucky. You know, I, I met the therapist that I went to. was the first guy I saw. And I, I saw him for a long time, probably eight years. Mm-hmm. And that helped me. You know, this is when, it, when I said this best thing happened because it helped me to open my mind and kind of like be more compassionate about people and we all go through shit you know it's like yeah you know there's a saying forgot his name he's a comedian uh his wife passed a couple years ago but you know she used to tell him you know be kind you know because there's chaos out there something like that and Mm -hmm. i always you know and to me that is is true you know we don't know what we go through you don't know what somebody else goes through and that's something that you know, when people come and work here, I, I, I try very hard to get to know them for who they are, you know, where they come from and all the stuff, um, because I feel like we can connect somehow in there. 
that aspect of it helped me out to kind of open my mind and, and be more compassionate yeah. about people. And did, the, did, did that work with the therapist? Is there any, is there any tools or tricks that you learned yeah. to handle stress or anxiety that, that, you know, other cooks or chefs yeah. could, could, could learn from? Yeah, like tools to kind of yeah no absolutely so i don't i don't do well when i fly Mm -hmm. Um, i don't you know it's it's i don't yeah i uh i take one too many xanax and (laughs) i just like you know just wake up when you get there i feel bad for my wife because she has to deal with me and my kids so yeah i'm like drooling like an asshole she actually taking pictures of me, like just my head down and just drool, like coming down, you know. We're gonna have yeah. to reach out to her and see if we can get one of those I, pictures oh, for our for our little <laughs> thumbnail for this yeah. episode. Uh, so one of the things that I, you know, I, I, I do is breathing exercises. Like, you know, people are like, oh, breathing, yeah, it, it is, you know, yeah. it's like, you gotta learn how to breathe from your, from your stomach, you mm-hmm. know, you, you, you know, you want air to circulate in your brain uh, that's one of the things that I do is very important and, and you know I, I do this visual visualize like air coming through my nose and then when I breathe out for some reason it's the air is blue mm-hmm. like in the inside of me I can see air and it's all red mm-hmm. and that's all the negativity all the negative negative th- thoughts mm-hmm. and then when I breathe out it comes on blue and mm-hmm. it's like clean you know I kind of yeah. cleaning my body I do when I do that I meditate I touch I like to touch my leg because it's like it's my ground, like I'm here, you know, there is uh, there's this really cool instrument that I bought. I think the brand name is Kuzu. Okay. It's a Japanese uh, artifact. It looks like a whistle. Okay. It helps you to breathe. So a lot of people use that. I, do, I use that do you, do you breathe through it? Like is you it breathe like, through it. Yeah, okay, it kind okay. of teaches you how to oh, breathe okay. you know, properly. So yeah. I, I breathe through that. Another thing that I do is part of my symptoms is there's days that I woke up and I feel really depressed, mm-hmm. you know. And I tell myself, today is going to be a better day. It's just today. Um, mm-hmm. You know, another thing that I do, uh, I have it in my house. I usually carry a pebble. Mm-hmm. In my, that's my secret. Yeah. Uh, in, my, in my pocket. And then when I touch it, I think about the things that I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of something that it helps me kind of like restart and, and right. kind of like stop thinking about the negative you know yeah kind of think all the shit it. that's out there or happening exactly, or whatever yeah. it kind of grounds you back yeah. to yeah. where you're at yeah we're kind of going through a dark right now right that's not, we all do <laughs> i mean my story yeah. is well documented yeah. and yeah. it ain't all like you yeah. know rainbows and and yeah. gumdrops that's for sure yeah, no, i mean <laughs> it's one of those subjects that it's like it's but it's, i think i think i think it's important to talk about because what because obviously you're doing very well, right? You have an awesome team. You have a great restaurant. You, you guys are, yeah. I mean, you guys are, I, I feel like you guys are really pushing the culinary scene in Charleston. Thank you. Right now, hundred percent. Yeah. The dinner I told you before we started, the dinner that Corey and I had here, my fiance was probably the best I've had in Charleston. And I, you know, I ate at McCready's when Sean was there. Like I, I've, I've eaten around, you know, I'm a professional eater. And this was, this was one of the best experiences we had. So it's important to kind of, highlight some of those difficulties, you know, and struggles that people have um, because they are temporary, Mm -hmm. you know, like you're saying with, with the rock and the breathing and stuff is like, it gets you back to kind of your center and all that stuff is temporary. Yeah. You know, it It just, it, yeah, it sucks for a while, you know, but based on your decision-making and your thought process, you can turn it around and, and, you know, 
yeah sounds like you're kind of a testament to that story, yeah so. I, yeah i mean it's you know and i still struggle i mean it's something that it's never going to go away is you mm-hmm. know, i remember talking to my therapist and i'm like how do you make it go away and you know one time joking i'm like you're pretty shitty therapist if it's not going to go away you know <laughs> yeah uh, but i got it's, it's yeah. a job security exactly it's like yeah. i've got you forever <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> uh, but it was one of those things that you learn to manage you know you mm-hmm. learn to manage it the first time i met sean you know when i got hired at mccready's tavern i met sean um i mean we clicked right away because we our thing was like mental health you know mm-hmm. like how how do you approach it and he will ask me the same thing because like, you know it's it's one of those things that it's you know, like we were talking earlier, like it was a taboo, you know, you, mm-hmm. you know, people would think, you know, this person is crazy, like stay away from them, kind of things like that. And, you know, and it's, it's not, we, we just, we all have shitty time, man. We mm-hmm. all have shitty moments. And, you know, if, if you're not here, you know, to, for example, my, my favorite baseball player of all time is Roberto Clemente. He's Puerto Rican. Um, and he was a huge humanitarian, you know, and he has a quote that he says, if you're, if you're in the earth, I'm, I'm going to fucking butcher this thing so it's okay you know i hope i see him one day when i die he's like dude you fucked up but uh he basically said if you're not on the earth you know to help people like you you're wasting your time you Mm -hmm. you don't help people something like that you're wasting your time and i feel like you know we all suffer we all have shitty times like if you know if i'm not if i see you you know let me just lend a hand you know Mm -hmm. so you know i feel like a lot of what you guys do here is about is is rooted in hospitality like it truly is a hospitality experience um it's not just about a tasting menu with creative dishes though they are but the team is all kind of unified in this kind of hospitality focus yes you know i mean we felt it i mean the staff um the service staff were super friendly yeah they were not pushy at all they were very comfortable and kind I remember you guys, the chefs, delivered many of the dishes yeah. and talked to us about what the dishes were and all that kind of stuff, which was a nice touch, and you don't see that very often. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that. Why do you guys do that? Why is that part of your approach? And, and Yeah, um, I mean, so this whole idea came up because we, you know, we were just tired of, I don't know if it was tired or bored, but we, we wanted to be different. You know, we wanted to have the kitchen kind of be more involved with service you know we wanted you know if you think about it you know you you work you know you, you work at daniel mm-hmm. right so you know for example I, I i've been to daniel um and the best experience that i never forget was like chef daniel sat with with me and my wife at the time and he we enjoyed a bottle of wine together mm-hmm. and i asked him some questions about the food and i 100 i'm sure he didn't know you know what was in there but but you know he kind of like told us and yeah. walk us through so you know to me that was like the experience that was like i yeah. never forget that my yeah i'll never forget that experience so we wanted to kind of provide some kind of experience like that to the guests you know you come in and, and you have one of the cooks one of the chefs coming in bring you a dish kind of explain you through it you know like this is how we do it this, mm-hmm. this, this is the person that's cooking your food you mm-hmm. know? that is really cool because you know, and let's be honest, a lot of people, they, you know, they think we're rock stars. We're, we're, we're people of, love chefs right now. I don't know, man. I don't like, know because we're just a bunch of uneducated people. We're people <laughs> totally. We, we eat. We yeah, eat. exactly. We, eat. we could not, like, work with normal people. Like, right. know, I, can, I can't see myself in an office. Just, I, I can't. I, 
the things that come out of my mouth I'll be fired a long time ago yes so this is our safe environment so I don't know why people <laughs> think that we are like so why an open kitchen stars, right? what are you doing I walked, yeah. <laughs> I walked in here and sat down in the open kitchen. We'll get some pictures of it. Yeah. I was like, man, this guy's got some balls. Like, no, having, like yeah. everything open to the dining room. Yeah, no, he keeps, he keeps us in check. But we keep it fun, man. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, we just joke, and it's like, this is who we are. You mm -hmm. know, this is, we're not hiding behind it. You know, this is who we are. This is it. This I remember is it being problem. super quiet, too. Yeah. Like, you guys are very quiet. Sometimes. Like, I mean, probably because probably because you were in front of the kitchen, so we wanted to impress yeah, you. Yeah, that's, maybe, maybe. that's probably what it was. Yeah. yeah like, okay, no slamming anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, but we, you know, it's. Honestly, so is that is that not normal? Is it not? No, it's not normal. I mean, we're quiet a lot of times, but we a lot of times we're just we're having a good time. We're, yeah. we're joking. We're talking about sports. You know, yeah. a lot of times we all like different sports team, which is great. Mm -hmm. uh, so we all talk. Kind of get on each other a little bit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of times we get really loud. Like, <laughs> We don't talk to each other for a little bit, uh, but it's fine, you know. Uh, but it's, you know, honestly, we just have fun. Yeah. It, it's a fun kitchen. It's yeah. really fun. So. Cool. It looks fun. Yeah. I want to come stage with you one night. You should. I want to. Yeah. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come hang out. You should. See. Just don't touch anything. Yeah, I won't. I, we're we're joking about that yeah, before too. Yeah. Like my skills are kind of a <laughs> yeah, little, exactly. <laughs> a little shaky. You know, I'm not. I'm not on the line every day. Is there any kind of like underlying theme or idea that you're trying to communicate through the, your menus and your food here yeah. that you're trying to like reach people with or is it just kind of an organic thing whenever whatever you guys are kind of feeling like yeah. or is there like something is there some sort of ethos or honestly it's more like you say it, it works more organically you know um, we the menu goes and this sounds cheesy wherever you want to take us you mm -hmm. know? <laughs> uh, yeah we do um, you know, we sit down when we are going to talk about menu changes and, you know, it's like, what do you want to eat right now? You know, mm -hmm. what do you feel passionate about? And I know we, we were talking about this earlier. I feel when you want to eat something, you feel very passionate about something. Mm -hmm. At that moment, you're going to put 100% effort, you know. So we, I let it go, whatever it takes us, you know. Um, this is, you know, remember when you were younger, like, people will tell you there's no, what is it? stupid or dumb idea yeah like, it, like it's dumb truly, questions or stupid yeah, yeah exactly so you know sometimes like you know we I mean, we have stuff on the menu that i would never thought in my <laughs> craziest dream to put it on the menu you know uh and we do yeah you know like one one dish for example and i think this is when it was just me and my sous chef we had this fish and we had a we we thought about this having an avocado toast mm-hmm and you know we we made a fava toast and i mean it was this fish i can't remember exactly what it was but it was made of favera like a fava bean kind of thing and we did this toast and you know and it was on the bread and we had bread and fish and you know mm -hmm. it was kind of like it was really cool yeah you know? uh you know because avocado toasts are delicious i i hate to admit it because i feel like a like every every girl in California gets avocado uh, hey, toast. Hey, like I've got avocado, avocado toast, toast on our on our brunch menu at the yeah. restaurant. So. so I love it. You know, I love avocado <laughs> toast. So it was one of those things that you know I don't think I ever, you know, it's one of those things that when I was younger, yeah. I never thought about it. But you know, it, it kind of I think it helped me open my mind more to do kind of things like this, mm -hmm. um, and, and it works. It works really well. You know, yeah. you know, I guess you know the message that we trying to you know, that we trying to bring to the gas is it's, it's just fun, you know, mm -hmm. it's just enjoy what you do. Just 
just as, as long as you put an effort, like yeah. it's going to be okay. You know, What's the most important thing about putting a dish together when you and your yeah. team are around the table and you guys are flushing out ideas and yeah. like, let's say like the avocado toast, right. Or whatever yeah. that you, you get your concept and you're like, okay, we have a, we have a thought that we want to yes. pursue. Yeah. What is the most important thing to you about that dish? So like, there, there's three things, right? There's three things, um, you know, and, and it doesn't have to go in this specific order, but that we think of number one visual, you know, and it, we with our eyes, you mm -hmm. know, like it's, it has to look cool yeah. or, you know, whatever it might be, it has to have some kind of visual to it. Mm -hmm. It can't just be like something that you're like, come on. You, right. You just, so it has to look good. Mm -hmm. Visual. Number two, smell. Mm -hmm. Like it needs to have a wow factor, like you know, when, when he reaches in front of you, like you're already smelling something, whatever mm -hmm. it might be, like it could be a spice or whatever, whatever it might be that is, you know, you're smelling this. So, you know, right now, if, if it looks good, we eat with our eyes. So you're like, oh man, that looks really good. Mm -hmm. It's going to be delicious. Like your mind is already going like, oh, this is going to look good. Mm -hmm. This looks good. It's going to taste good. Number two, smell, taste good. I want to get your taste buds going. Mm -hmm. I want you to get you salivating. So mm -hmm. if, if I did a good job with the visual, yep. you're, you're salivating already with the nose. You just got yeah. salivating. And of course, taste. Yep. It needs to taste good. The, gotcha. the most important thing. So, yep. so that's the three aspects that we are thinking when we're putting a dish together. Mm -hmm. What's your, what, do you have any secret weapons in your, your toolbox, like, uh, to get, to, to hit any of those notes? Like, what are you, you got any secret, uh, uh, no, I mean, we all <laughs> or, do, or like, you know. or like a, you know, like a cool technique that you guys kind of use to, to get one of those things working. Uh, you know, now maybe as soon as you walked out and be like, oh man, this was a one, but yeah. now, you know, I can't There's really nothing think about now. Um, you know, we just, you know, I'm, I'm just one of those people that, you know, I, I don't try to push it. If mm -hmm. it doesn't work, it just doesn't work. I'll try like one or twice yep. and you, you know, when yeah, something's yeah. going to work and you're like, I'm going to make this. I will work. abandon a dish very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> if it, like, cause it, cause it's like, I'll get an idea. Like I work, I would think I work similar to you in a way where I, I, I like to create from a place that is um, recognizable to my guests. Yes. Something that's going to evoke a memory for them. Something that they have an expectation for. Exactly. Um, I like to. That's usually where my ideas come from. I'm like, okay, like an avocado toast. Yeah. How am I going to do this different or neat or whatever? Um, and then I'll and I'll try putting it together. And I can tell very quickly if I'm going to be able to yeah. if I'm going to be able to evolve with it. Yeah. Because I'll put it together and be like, whoa, this is not working at yeah. all. As I scrap it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'm more stubborn than you. Yeah, I'll you probably try, try like you... twice, and I'm like, this. <laughs> ah, let me one more time. Like, yeah. ah, shit. Yeah. Like, I knew it. It's not yeah. going to work. Uh, but you know, not really. I mean, I I feel like. Um, do you ever let your chefs taste the first, the I first do. go? I do. They always okay. taste it. I, you know, I, I care a lot about what they have to say. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're in a place that I know them for a long time. So, yeah. you know, if they don't like it, they tell me, you mm -hmm. know, I feel like they, they're very honest. Um, you know, I don't, I don't like when, when somebody's like, oh man, that's good. And I know it's not good. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Don't, 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 don't. You're like, don't you're like I actually that. burnt the skin and put way too much. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, yeah, I know like, it's not I know, good. You know, like I like, uh, you know, sometimes I can see it's like, well, you know, I, I think I, I was like, you fucking speak your mind. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. tell it's, me. What is it? Like, yeah. it's not, you know, like I don't, you know, what is it? And they're like, well, it's pretty right. bad. And I'm like, well, you're fired. Yeah. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm no, just I'm kidding. Joking. Yeah. But, um, but we're, you know, we, we have really good relationship with all the guys that, you know, 
they taste the first thing I do they taste it yeah. you know and they tell me you know I think it needs this I think it needs that and then that's how you know uh, I remember as a young cook chef will do all the menu changes and that was it there was no nothing this is how it is and if you like it great if you don't like it it's whatever deal with it mm-hmm. um, and and as a young cook I always thought you know I had ideas you know have ideas so I always thought you know why you don't ask your staff you know yeah, yeah. They're, they're people too you know they're they're reading they, they like food they know food so it's like why why you don't talk to them you know so mm-hmm. um, and they yeah they taste it and you know and they always have their ideas and We'll put them together, so yeah. Hopefully, it will work. So. Right, that's good. I was, I was just thinking about you. You mentioned like I, I don't remember ever tasting a dish when I was a young cook from one of the chefs I worked for until it was like on the menu. I right, don't think exactly. I was yeah, never right. yeah. never a part of the process yeah. um, at that stage. Um, you got to invest in your people. You know, you oh, got to yeah, invest for sure. in your people. For if sure. you don't invest in them, then. You know, I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, it's hard to find staff, you know, or I keep doing this and that. So, well, you know, like a lot of times when, when I see there's turnover, I, I, I look at me first. I'm mm-hmm. like, am I doing a good job? You know, yeah. Am I giving these people the tools to succeed or, or I'm part of the problem? Right. You know, because you got to start with yourself. If, if you're not honest with yourself, then, then what, are you, what are we doing? Did you, ever, did you ever suffer from that in earlier in your career as a, as a leader and as a chef, like not being particularly a good leader um, yeah, and having yes. turnover and stuff like that? Like what, yeah, what kind of, I, what kind I, of leader I did, were you? You know, I, I did at the beginning, um, you know, when I first started being, you know, kind of like being in charge of a kitchen, it, w- it wasn't as bad, you know, to be honest, it wasn't, the turnovers were not that bad. I come from a very kind of loving family. Mm-hmm. You know, my family, we were all together. To me, it's normal to care about people. Yeah. So I was always being very caring, um, but I know there will be parts for me, especially, you know, when, when I get upset, I used to be one of those people that hold things and mm-hmm. then it was like explode. I mean, right. I mean, so the guys, some of the guys here, they haven't worked for me in the past. Yeah. Uh, some they have, so they yeah. love to like tell stories. I just walk away cause I, you know, they think it's funny to me. I sometimes like, I, I feel embarrassed. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's embarrassing. I fully I'm, understand. Yeah, I lost my <laughs> shit. You know, I mean, I, I remember just smacking sheet pans or throwing things across. I mean, throwing food at people, and and it's you know, it, you know, it's like you do it, and you know, I always hated that feeling going back home. Like, man, mm-hmm. what an ass. I yeah, am, you know. I think that that is a common that is that is common for chefs, especially chefs. I think of our of our generation, right? Because we we've learned a more aggressive. Yeah. Uh, style of leadership. And I mean, you worked, I mean, you worked for some very intense places and I think we forget sometimes, right. That it's just food. Yeah. It's It's like we're, we're feeding people like they're here. Like we're here to take care of people. It's just food. Like, why are you getting so angry? Yes. (laughs) You know what I mean? And, And it feels like, and I think a lot of that Partly is because we put ourselves in that position, mm-hmm. right? It's like you're doing something that's like a service that's unachievable, right? Yeah. You drop you drop a hundred guests at the same time. Well, you know what? That service is going to be rough. Yeah, you know. And I think having that understanding um, that it doesn't have to be perfect all the time. Yeah, for people that you know are kind of artful when they do, you know, you want everything to, you want everything to kind of hit all the marks. Yes. And it's easy to get frustrated and angry, um, and sometimes we just got to remember. 
you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's food. food. It's food, man. Like, it is, you know, and I think, you know, the older I get, I'm in my mid-40s now, the older I get, you know, the less I care what people think about me, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, not in a bad way, but, yeah. you know, for example, when you're younger, you know, I feel like as a chef, you know, this is my craft. Mm-hmm. This is, I'm, I'm opening myself, I'm being very vulnerable. This is what I can do, and then people just shit on it or whatever it might be, you know, or, or a cook was not paying attention and they just like, you know, because they were being lazy or whatever it might be and they screw it up and then that's when you get upset, you know, and, you know, and a lot of times, you know, I hate when people just go on, on social media or yell whatever, whatever mm-hmm. the hell and they start like reviewing things and you're like, you know, <laughs> you're, I hate you, or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? I, that's why I don't, I don't read reviews because yeah. it's like, you know, I'm putting myself out there. This is, you know, this is my craft. This mm-hmm. is our craft. This is my guy's craft. This is what they do, you know, and they care a lot. They, they, yeah. they put 100% effort every single day. So I see the effort and then somebody might just say something negative. Be constructive, you know, yeah. that's what I always say. If you're going to say something negative, you know, just, just say why or whatever it might be. Yeah, be, yeah, be constructive. Yeah, give, exactly. give, give us something that we can improve on. Exactly. Like, yeah. don't just be a hater, you know? Yeah, I don't go, you know, I don't go to, you're a doctor, I don't go to the doctor's yeah. office and I tell you what to do. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't, I trust <laughs> right. you, you know, like, trust us. Yeah, know? yeah. This is what we do, so, you know. Yeah, totally. I, that, <laughs> I talk about that a lot, actually, and I've, had, I've actually had, on the podcast, I had the food critic for, uh, in Charlotte for years. I actually don't have a food critic anymore, but we talked, we had a really good conversation about this whole culture of critiquing and uh, reviews and all yeah. that, and, and it's wild, the entitlement that a lot of people feel, and they don't, I, I, I don't really think a lot of times it has to do with the experience that people had. You know, it's yeah. more like this, you know, this need to share their opinions of, of something. Yes. Right. Because many times like I, we, we read reviews. I, I don't read them because I'll yeah. go crazy. I don't. Yeah. But we have we have yeah. we have people that review the reviews <laughs> yeah. and they and they look through them for for tidbits of information that we can use to improve. Yes. And then sometimes we joke about the totally ridiculous. I know there's a yeah, lot there's a there. lot of ridiculous yeah. stuff out there, you know, and and, you know, how you're ruining people's days with you know, the way you oversalted their broth or something. Yeah. I'm like, come on. If that, like, really? Like, that's, like, that ruined your day. Yeah, exactly. That's what did it? That's The yeah. salt. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel bad for you, yeah. Yeah. One thing that bothers me about that, and I'm curious, do, do you guys, do you ever run into issues in the dining room with the food and guests? Like, do you ever have, like, uh, you crash a dish or something and guest doesn't like it or? Uh, you know, n- I mean, it happens, but not, you know, if it happens, we'll, we're kind of hear about it later on, on a yeah. review, you know what I mean? Got you. I feel, you don't you get know, a, you don't get a lot of real time, like no, send backs to the kitchen kind of thing. No. And, and, you know, I think it's because of the style of service, mm-hmm. you know, like we can spend time doing something, you know, it's not like we're extremely busy, you're a small restaurant. I yeah. have, you know, we have four cooks back there you know, cooking for 30 people. You know? Yeah. And it's do like you do 30 do, covers a night? Do you do one seating or do you come? No, we do, we do uh, multiple seating. So we do on weekends. So Friday, Saturday, we do six, seven, eight, and nine. And then we do 12 people per seating. Okay. You know, and it's like all at the same time. Gotcha. You know, yep. Uh, so we, we have time to mm-hmm. kind of put an effort on a dish and yep. make sure it's like. It's a very well like done. measured, controlled service. Exactly, yeah. I'm jealous. Exactly, but I forget yeah. what that's like. No, I mean it, it is. You know, it is. It's it's something that, 
it's cool. Yeah. You know, it's awesome. You know, we all been in those restaurants that it's like super busy. You know, you like, should come stash like with I, us. You like should I, come I, stash yeah, with I, us one I, night. I, I, I've ate in your restaurants, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, and it's, it's really busy. You know, yes. and now as an uh, older guy, I'm like, I mean, I'll say older, but yeah. in my forties, I'm like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like I don't I don't want to do those numbers anymore. And, and right. we do it here when we do events, you know, but yeah. it's still it's like we know what's coming, you know. Yeah. It's not like, you know, tickets coming in after ticket after ticket. It's, it's a different type of stress and exhaustion to mm-hmm. do volume. Yeah. Like with volume it's it's physically grueling. It you know, it's that whole like what people would envision you know, a crazy kitchen from yeah. Kitchen Confidential to be, right? It's yes. like hot, shit's flying around the kitchen, people are falling down, yeah. it's like there's <laughs> water everywhere. It's yeah, just, a, exactly. it's a total just yeah. shit show. And I feel like the, the kind of stress and stuff that your type of service is a lot more like measured, but it's, it's about making sure that each dish and component is proper and correct yeah. and focused on. And that's exhausting, like to yeah. put that much attention, to have that much attention for, you know, six hours yes right like you got to carry it all the way through service can like just drain your mind right it is and it's for me personally i uh i always look at people you know um i'm like a creeper i'm in the corner when i see the food i'm looking at this person i'm like let's see how they react you know yeah and and i'm always when i walk around the dining room i'm always like looking see what you know i'm not like in their face like you gonna eat that yeah yeah but i'm walking (laughs) around see their reactions you know when they grab a bite or kind of things like that and to me that's like it's very important because i mean you can't like i'll say you can say something but your your body language is not gonna lie right it's not gonna lie you can say oh this was great but i I saw your face yeah i was like "Ah, i don't think you like that bite or whatever it might be so Mm -hmm. um, i'm always paying attention like what people are doing you know uh what, what were the reactions when they take the first bite um, mm-hmm. and, and to me that's it's very stressful because i want to you know I, I i want i want people to have a good time you know i want them to have enjoy their meal you know it's it's like you know i always especially you know when you're a young cook you're always broke you know? yeah. you're like you know you're like you know, eating ramen noodles or, you know, the little box crap, mm-hmm. hot dogs and things like that. Um, and I feel it's important, you know, in a way. And sure. I think when I was younger, I would go to a really nice restaurant. And I remember, you know, it's funny, we talk about it all the time, like looking at the menu and I'm like, okay, so I have $120 in my bank account right now. So if I get this and that. And then, you know, my, the person across from you, like, oh, I'm thinking I'm going to get the lobster. And I like, no. You're, you're like, oh, the no, no, no. You're getting the pasta <laughs> yeah. and the salad, you know. We're drinking tap water. Exactly. Huh? So, you know, uh, no, no, no bottles, no, yeah, no. you know. And I remember that. I remember, <laughs> like, like, going to restaurants and, and be disappointed. And I'm like, man, like, I worked very hard for my money. And then I came here and I was like, oh, I had a really bad meal. So, for me, it's very important that when people come in. Yeah when I get time because I don't know what their situation is. I don't yeah. know. Maybe this is once every three months they can yeah. avoid this. You know, now that I have kids. Maybe it's once a year. Maybe, once maybe a it's their special. Uh, exactly. Yeah. You know, now that I have kids, I know on top of whatever I'm paying for meal, you know, for my meal, it's the Uber. Yeah. Because when I, when I eat, I drink, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so I don't want to drive. So, and then on top of that, I have my babysitter. Yeah. So, <laughs> Before the it's meal, a commitment. It's an investment. Yeah, I'm already like almost two hundred down, two hundred dollars down. Yeah, because you know, I'm you know, and I, and I know how it is. So, so I want to make sure that 
you know, when you leave here, you're like, man, this is a great experience. Not just the food, mm -hmm. great experience. You know, we have like service staff is amazing. Like we just, I mean, it's it's a really cool family. We just yeah. keep it fun. So. Yeah, you guys are nailing it for sure. So you should be proud of that. Um, all right, so we're at an hour, and I know you got to get ready for service, but but I have some quick fire questions for you. I don't do things anymore. You don't know. Let's be honest. You're good. You're good. Around. Do, do you do the yeah. roll ups? Yeah. Do you do the roll ups yeah. for like the plates? Yeah, it's that's like exactly my pet peeve. Not. I walk in, I'm like, where are the damn tasting spoons? Yeah. Hey, do we have roll ups over here, guys? Yeah. Like, how, how am I? What am I supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I got good at doing the roll ups. They prep, they cook. I said the credit. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. No, I'm kidding. Answer some quick fire questions for me. Yeah. All right, cool. What, is, what do you think is the most underrated ingredient? Underrated. Underrated ingredient. Mm -hmm. um, Everybody talks about foie gras and truffles and all yeah. the, you know. No, what, I what, think. What is the most underrated? I think it, it might be a group. Okay. Acid. Acid? Acid. Yeah. I feel like acid is something that, you know, you, you can either ruin or or make a dish you mm -hmm. know like a lot of times like you know you, you know you put acid on a sauce it's gonna bring it up you put acid on i mean a anything you yeah. know like i feel lemon juice is one of those things that yeah. you know people don't realize that I, I love seasoning with acid yeah i think it's one of those things that you know you, you, you mentioned foie gras let's think yeah. about foie gras right now you have a really good dish foie gras everything is rich yep. you don't put any acid in there yeah it's just flat you know, it's exactly it's yeah it's just like eating a meat butter yeah yeah. <laughs> you know, you need, yeah. you need that acid. You need it. Yeah. yeah. I talk with a lot of people, um, like my cooks and stuff when we're, we're in the chefs, when we're talking about developing dishes and flavors and stuff, acid, salt, like bitterness. I mean, yeah. bitterness is, I always shoot for, um, I want a complete flavor wheel yes. in a bite. Right. So like if there isn't bitterness, you know, I'm like, Oh, maybe we need to, maybe we got to char that bread a little bit more. Maybe you got to put a little carbon yeah. on that. You know, whatever. Um, I don't. I don't think people think about that. Yeah. Um, and that was really important for me as a young cook. Like when I was working for Andrew Carmelini, um, you know, it was about creating your cooking voice, but you had to understand the language. Yes. Right. Like you, everybody wants to be a chef. Everybody wants to yeah. create. Everybody wants to be. You know, have their own cooking voice. But like, if you don't understand the language, you know, you're just talking out your ass. Exactly. You, know, yeah. you gotta like you gotta understand yeah, how yeah, these yeah. flavors work together how they do that that's that's good i like it yeah. there can only be okay. one flavor of ice cream yeah left on earth what what flavor dulce de leche dulce de leche yes okay yeah i like it yeah. <laughs> I love um it. who's the favorite person you've cooked for that you've had to it could be um, anybody it could be a group of people too yeah um you know it's it's, it's an interesting question because uh, i cooked you know i mean i I cooked for, you know, Bill Clinton. I cooked for, in in, in the Silicon Valley. I mean, yeah, for you all got these all guys. Kinds of people, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, Elon. I mean, uh, Zuckerberg. All these people. I mean, I went to houses like, I mean, this this building was like their guest room. You know? Yeah. Um, but I feel, wow, uh, <clears throat> it's, it's a tough one because it's it's has to be. You know, it's a combination, you know, of like my family, my cooks, mm -hmm. you know, I, I always want to do more when it's like 
my cooks, my staff. Yeah. You know, I always want to do more. I want to like the I people that are close to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want to I want to show them something they haven't seen, you know. So I feel like that's when I put the most pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. Is those people um, and you know, also people that I know that they don't, you know, it's it's weird. I don't know if you can understand, but people that they don't do they don't do this often, you know. Mm-hmm. My family doesn't do this often. They don't go out very yeah. often to eat. Uh, but I have this memory, this, when I was the chef at Ame, it was an open kitchen, and I remember I saw this kid, it was probably like a high school kid or something, you know, it was obviously, he was super nervous with yeah. this girl, they were, you know, this, this restaurant was really nice, and fish out of water, they're just like, exactly, yes, what yes, are we you doing? know those people, yeah, right? oh yeah, 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 and, I've and been I, those people, I've oh, been, I remember and, being that person, and I was like, yeah, I, I was, yeah. you know, I was that person too, and I was like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm gonna do something nice for this kid. Yeah, and I just start sending food. I, I even talked to the guy like like he was my buddy. You know, he was yeah. very impressed. I I you know, I hope that worked out for him. Yeah, uh, his girl was so impressed. Oh my God. She's like, yes. you know the chef? Yes. Who I mean, are you? Yeah. It's like, oh my God, <laughs> this guy is amazing. So, you know, and I remember that's like for me, I was like, this 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 is the kind of people that I want to cook for. Yeah, you know, I want to make sure he has a good time. You know. And I will never forget that. Like, I remember his face, like, like he was like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, how do I know you? But I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey, man, good to see you. You know, I can yeah. bring you food. And I know, I remember they ordered, like, we had this sashimi bar um, in the restaurant. And, and they ordered, like, I mean, it was like a salad and, like, a, like very, very simple, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I just got, like, a sashimi plate and I put it in front of them. And then I, I, I think I shipped some truffles and things like that. Um, but... That's the kind of people that I like. Yeah. It makes me very happy to go yeah. for, you know. Um, so. Nice. What food item is your guilty pleasure? What's your, what's your thing? Oh, man, I have like a lot you, of stuff. Um, you have a lot? Yeah. I'm That's good to know. Just, they, I'm yeah, not the they, only one. No, they, this, I mean, <laughs> I, if my guys were here, oh, my God. I, eat, <laughs> I like eating raw pasta. Okay, raw that's rice. weird. Raw rice is weird. Yep, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> uh, what else you got there, Chef? I, do you eat I, stuff when it's cooked, or do you just prefer it like <laughs> before it's cooked? Like, what's that I about? Do that. I have a bag of uh, I have a bag of white chocolate in the fridge that I, every time I go in the fridge, I grab like two or three pieces. Of yeah, just little it. morsels of white chocolate. Yeah, I you know I eat a lot of a lot of things like that. Like yeah. you know, like I don't I don't sit. And you have a meal. Right. Like, you know, yeah, like, you graze, you kind of snacking. Yeah, like. I, I just snack, you know, and it's hard for me now because I don't, you know, I don't eat gluten or dairy. It's been, it's been eight years, you know. Yep. I did it for, for my illness, make me feel better. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- for those chefs out there, don't worry, I'm not going to be like, I'm gluten yeah. free, either free allergy. Nah. Yeah. I, I just push it as I don't, I just eat at the time. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, raw pasta, rice, uh, <clears throat> you know, we have a ramen bowl right now. So every time I walk by the line, I grab a piece of the, the ramen, like <laughs> yeah. raw, you know, <laughs> eat it. Um, yeah, I, I do kind of weird things like that. So Yeah. I told you that story I'll share with these people. Like uh, the Sirio Maccioni story from Le Cirque was um, the raw artichokes. Yeah. That's, which I was that's like, you know, if anybody's had a raw artichoke, they're like extremely bitter. Yeah. And it, just it's like. Not, yeah. I can, it, I can feel it right now. Yeah. You know, like, it dries your tongue out and makes your tongue just want to like jump yeah, out of your body yeah. basically. But yeah, he used to snack on those all the time. I was like, this guy is like some sort of like from another planet yeah, or something. That's, I don't not, know. that's, yeah, yeah. that's, that's a fear factor. So. Yeah. <laughs> So what, what thing about you 
would surprise people the most to find out? Like, what's like, what's your? Yeah, um, you know, I'm I'm very open. Um, so a lot of people, you know, I, this this is what I get. You know, yeah. Um, I hmm, I do. I like I like doing charity, uh, but that's you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I maybe that I don't eat gluten or dairy. I mean, yeah. People people are like, how do you cook this? You know, I I cook sourdough. I love cooking sourdough bread a lot. Um, you know why? I, do you I do you eat it? No, I don't. So I, why do what do you, you know, love? What do you love about that? What I love about it is. It's to see people's reaction. You mm-hmm. know what I mean, like, like it's my daughter loves when I make bread. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's the reaction. You know, yeah. Uh, you know, it's 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 just it fills me up. You know, on the inside, it's like it's 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 kind of like my drug, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm, you know, I, I'm I'm very open about it. I'm open about my my mental health. You know, all the stuff. You know that. A lot of times when people see me and they hear that I have a mess, they're like what no yeah. how you know I, but i don't see it but you know that's why they call it the, the invisible illness because you don't see it right know? i'm pretty open you know yeah. I'm, I'm very you know I, I i was not in the past you know something that i've learned to do you know so what caused you to become more open like what what triggered that you know if you're kind of closed yeah. off and and bottled up in the in the in the past as a young person what yeah. what was that just getting older and maturing or was there was I think, related? yeah, I think it's a combo. I think it's a combo of, uh, you know, like being more mature, mm-hmm. being, you know, being a father. Yeah. Um, hundred percent because I want, you know, I want my kids to be better than, than me. Yeah. And, and I think it's a combination of all, of all that, you know, life events and all the stuff that happened, you know, and like, I want people to learn from my mistakes. I want people to, to learn from me. I remember being, you know, sitting on a couch in San Francisco in my apartment and my, freaking 10 by 10 apartment yeah. just, just kind of thinking about pros and cons of life yeah. you know and be like okay it's worth it to live or it's not that's that's a bad place man that's yeah. a place that i don't want to see anybody you yeah know? It's, it's, i remember how how i heard you know how i was hurting and it was like and i was very like it was just me like nobody knew about it you right know? it was just me and that was it you know and i i know it sucks yeah you know and I know a lot of people go through it. I know a lot of people in the industry go through it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm always like very open about it. You know, have people, social media hit me up asking me about multiple sclerosis. Like I just got diagnosed, you know, like, am I going to die? You know, things like that. And I'm like, no, you're not going to die. It's going to yeah. suck. I'm not yeah. going to tell you <laughs> right. that it's going to be like a happy walk as it's not, but, right. but you're not alone, you know? So, so that's why I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm more open now. Yeah. You know? So that's good. I don't want to blow your cover here, but we were talking before we started about some things you got cooking yes. in the future. Can we talk about it? Yeah, of course. What do you got going on? All right. Uh, so we are opening uh, two locations at the Jasper. Um, I'm going to be heading one of them, uh, which I'm really, really exciting, uh, excited about. Um, it's it's going to be more like a market. Um, so, you know, we're going to have... A lot of fresh juices, you know, um, you know, a lot of salads, kind of sandwiches. Uh, but we're gonna focus more on, on like a healthy kind of side of it, <clears throat> um, kind of grab and go things. We, you know, right now I'm just working on the menu right now. Like it's not, you know, 
not many it's not finalized this is gonna sure. happen in a few you know maybe like six months from now okay uh but you know there's gonna be like a couple slotty sandwiches you know yeah uh, for for the dudes that are hungover you know, from the from the nights before um, i think but, i see plenty of them wandering around the oh, halls of the yeah, right? yeah all yeah, the time yeah <laughs> yeah, I see when they, when they, you know, it's like uh, Sunday mornings whenever we open the restaurant, I see, I see what they leave yeah. behind in the sidewalks. Yeah, it's not pretty. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's going to be, you know, it's, it's a very exciting um, thing. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's something new that I, I've never done. Um, this is the kind of food that I eat now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I watch what I'm eating. I, I like to eat on the healthier side, you know, um, you know, number one, because I, I don't lose this weight as fast as I used to anymore. <laughs> you know? Right. <clears throat> but, you know, it, it makes me feel good. It makes my body feel good. Um, and, you know, this is what we're going to cater to, um, you know, the, the clientele. Um, you know, it's, it's more healthier side, you know, um, grab and go kind of cool things like that. So nice. That's very exciting. And so you're looking at, will it be open this year, you think, or maybe? Uh, I think it might be either, of 20- yeah, either late, late 2022, uh, early 23. So. Awesome. Yeah. And then what's the other, what's the other concept? Yeah. The other concept, uh, that is going to be, uh, chef Vincent is going to be heading that one. Extremely talented chef. Uh, it's, I think it might be, uh, it's more like an Italian, um, you know, upscale italian cuisine nice uh, which i think it will kill it there and yeah you know and he's just so talented so i think it's gonna it's gonna be amazing awesome man well, listen, really cool. i am super stoked about um you talking with us i had a blast getting to know you better um keep doing what you're doing here you guys are crushing it i can't wait to come back talk real quick about your pop-ups that you do here yeah. I, I, we mentioned that i think Corey and i are going to come um the last sunday yeah this month but yeah, so we do, uh, we do Puerto Rican pop-ups. Uh, we do them every year. The last Sunday of June, July, and August is more like street food, you know, and, and it, it's really fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's, it's How can people get tickets? Uh, you can go to our website, uh, wildcommoncharleston.com, and they go to, or go to Resi. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> uh, go to Resi and, uh, you know, and make a reservation. Uh, we are also working, we're in the early stages to start doing farmers kind of dinner, you know, promoting the farmers from the area. We're nice. going to start with, with uh, Duck Patch Farm, which is a farm uh, owned by my, um, our banquet chef here. Uh, we're going to start doing more collaborations and do, you know, tasty menu and most, you know, er- every ingredient I'll say is coming from his farm. So we, we're trying to do that. Um, it's something that I've done in the past in the West Coast, you know, bring farmers in and kind of like, have people talking to the farmers, you know, because a lot of people also, they want to grow stuff in their own house and, you yeah. know, farmers kind of help them with that stuff. And, and these people, they work extremely, extremely hard, as yeah. you know. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, Corey and I did that briefly. Um, and it's also great to educate people where their food's coming from. Yeah, Like exactly. c- connecting people closer to the source of their food, I think, is is part of our job as chefs now, right? Yeah. It's like... Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you and I both worked in restaurants where we had access to the best, most beautiful ingredients from anywhere in the world you can imagine, right? Yeah. You, it would just show up on a yeah, magic exactly. truck, and you're yeah. like, you're like, whoa, these are the most perfect urchins that came from wherever. Yeah. And and I think nowadays with you know the fuel problems and and supply chain issues and and all that kind of stuff, and just cooking locally, it's really important just to connect people or familiarize them with like. What, what grows yeah. in your area and who's exactly. growing it? Support this guy. Support yeah. the farmers. They're I doing, love that. They're doing an awesome job. You know. That's great. Anything else you want to um, plug before we head out? 
No, I mean, I just want to thank you guys for having me. This is very exciting. Yeah. You know? uh, it's really, really cool. Um, it's, been, it's been an honor. You know, it's really cool to talk about all the things that, you know, that people don't like to talk about, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's, it's uh, if, if anybody listening is going through anything, just, you know, there's help out there. So it's easy to get it nowadays, even online. I mean, you can get therapy on your phone, which is really cool. So, yeah. you know, just get out there and, and just get better. You Take know? care of yourselves. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Awesome. Well, thank you, Chef. Cool. I appreciate you, man. Awesome. Thank all you right. for having me, man. It's right. it great. Take care. Cool. All right. Bye. Bye.